And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. This is the Sports Cave. This is your handsome host, Robbie. And speaking next will be our less handsome host, Mr. Zach Roden. <laughs> less handsome host, but he fucks more. How are we doing tonight, folks? Zach Roden here at your service. Uh, as you guys see, a new webcam again. We're keeping it going strong. This thing is awesome, dude. This thing is fucking awesome. Isaiah, I can see you in this puppy already. Thank you very much for joining. Can you tell this absolute fucking waste of human skin over here who the handsome one is on this podcast? <laughs> that was a little bit too much. <laughs> I mean, not it's waste of human skin, but you know. Like, like Kim Jong-un. And I'm, I'm, I'm a waste of human skin. <laughs> okay, we're not going to bring that fucking piece of shit's name up on this podcast. You basically, you basically say that I'm worse than him, essentially. You said I'm the No, biggest. that's really not what I said. You know what? Like You're putting words in my mouth? All right. <clears throat> I know, putting words in my mouth. Sorry, I didn't catch that last word you say. Yeah, that, that's it doesn't matter what you said. Oh, you just got absolutely fucking shafted to start this Monday. Isaiah, what? Okay, that was going to say, I was getting a little bit like, yeah, what the hell is going on, man? Yeah, yeah. Um, Robbie, I think we should just start off. Is there anyone? Is there anyone you want to, I don't know, like extend any apologies to or anything like that? Is it? I apologize to Kyle. Okay, there we go. Uh, I see Toronto Grand Prix this Sunday. Uh, Bob, to be honest with you, I uh, I went to that once. It, it was okay. You know, it, I'm not a... Maybe now that I'm older and like I'm of like a drinking age, I could have a little more fun because I was pretty young when I went the last time. I'm not a big like race race fan guy like that. You know what I mean? I, I just sit in like some corner and fucking... You're just watching them go by. That's all. I mean, it's... You know, it, it, was, it wasn't anything too entertaining for me, to be honest with you. Um, but I do like the, uh, the kind of the vibes it brings to the cities. I remember when I used to work downtown, uh, the Monday morning after that Grand Prix, cause they closed a bit of the street down, but they would open up the street before they take the court, like the fucking course down or whatever the fuck you call it, uh, track, I guess we're called. So me and my boss, when I was carpooling with them, we would take that fucking Dodge Caravan minivan and we would just rip that motherfucker up for a lap. Just work shit flying everywhere in the back, ladders and everything. Uh, I'll tell you what, the Daytona 500 is a very good time. Yeah, but they, they not, that's a lot different than the fucking Toronto Grand Prix. You know what I mean? Like, that's when you're getting like a full race experience. Like, I'd like to do the Daytona 500 at some point. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't Daytona be a full race experience? That's been going on. No, that's for- what I'm saying. You, that's when you're getting the full race experience when you go to like a somewhere like a Daytona. Yeah, that was fun. That was one of the more monumental sporting events and events. Yeah, I and think I'll do a Daytona at some point in my life. Um, Daytona. And it was his last year. Do you know who my favorite race car driver was, Zachary? I don't know too many race car drivers, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm just because I'm drinking Bush. I'm going to say Kyle Bush. No, because he's a loser and a pathetic one at that. Oh, there we go. Uh, is it no, then? it is Jeff Gordon. Jeffy G, he's still driving? No, he retired, uh, I think, 2014, maybe 15. Oh, but dude, he... I thought you said last year. I was going for new guys. Oh, I never said that. I said it was his last year. Oh, son of a bitch. No. Uh, Jeff Gordon is the greatest NASCAR driver of all time. Well, my grandma would strongly disagree. She was a big Juan Pablo Montoya fan. Oh, God. she No. Yeah, so he's, he's great hitting into the air drying tanks, bursting into flames. 
You better not ever make that face towards my grandmother ever again. I'll come down. And I would tell this. your grandmother straight to your face. I would kill you. Live on the podcast, you know, I would kill I you. Think you're, and, and you know what? Let's go against the Twitch protocols by threatening. <sighs> I guess that probably Twitch probably would not allow that. Just joking around <laughs> with the Twitch. Just joking yeah, around. Yeah, you're joking around. No, Twitch. I'm going to tell you right now, folks. We don't have too much to talk about today. No, we, we don't, don't have too much to talk about. Um, do we get into this popular right now? Before we get into Robbie, how was your? What, what did you get up to last week? Did you do anything fucking special? Did anything Excuse me. Special. Uh, well, TJ and Dad were here to visit, so there we uh, are. Shout out, Bob. Shout out, TJ. Spent some time with them, and outside of that, softball on the weekend, and that was it. More, made more, a, so, uh, you know, with uh, the familia. I made my softball play of the year on Thursday. I'll tell you that double play for the last last two outs. Solo double play. Snagged it at first. And then Buddy, I, I you know, I wasn't having the best game up until that point. So I guess Buddy thought there's no chance in fucking hell this guy's catching this. Because it was an absolute missile line drive. Probably a good two to three feet to my right going away from first. So he took off. I snagged it, chased him down, and had to do a fucking... Full Superman dive to swat him. Wow. But we got him. We got him. Wow. And I bet you were like a hero in all your teammates' eyes for like two minutes. I'm not going to lie to you. They were all just laughing their fucking ass off because they're just like, there's no chance. <laughs> oh. Who is this? Who the fuck? What just happened here? Is Milky Mike 96. I believe that's Mikey Mac Milky Mike. Milky Mike. Oh, look at that. He pops up on the screen there. That is fantastic. Welcome to the show. Thank you for the follow. Is that 94 now, folks? That, that's a 94, and I have to change that. You saw, that you saw who that was in there, right? No. Oh, you the real MVP? It's Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why that's still our thing there. You know what I'm saying? You should make it, uh, give it like an Austin Matthews type flair. You know what I'm saying? You can find something like that in there. Oh, so they want to you make my dreams come. Don't you fucking dare throw that goddamn dude. If they if they honestly got it, they don't change that goal song this year. We're not winning anything. That's what's holding us back right now. Well, how long has that been the song for? You've been a Leafs fan much longer than Fuck, uh, at least five years now, I'd say. What was the song prior to that? I I can't even remember, to be honest with you. Some Leafs fan. Shout out LeBron James. Isaiah, I agree with you on that one. Shout out LeBron James. LeBron James. No, LeBron James will never be featured on my podcast. Uh, oh, excuse me, folks. My goodness gracious. I had a couple hot dogs, a couple glizzy gobblers. Shocker. We all know how much you love hot dogs, especially burnt sausage. Well, hot dogs are fucking... I don't think anyone does not like hot dogs. They're delicious. Well, you don't yeah, get that for you. the greatness of Frankie hot dogs. Robbie, like do you know you what? Do. There is one thing that I'd like to start this podcast off with, and I want to get your opinion on it. All right, let's get right into the sports. What do you think? How do you feel? Sorry. About the Toronto Blue Jays leap leapfrogging your New York Yankees in the standings. Taking sole possession of third place as he cracks open a Bud Latte. Yes, it is a Bud Light. I did not buy this. We don't judge, I, folks. We don't I'm judge just, here. I'm drinking, I'm drinking a bush. That's made by Anheuser Bush. I don't give a fuck. It's a delicious beverage. In June, Hal Steinbrenner went into the Michael K show with the Yankees in, up in the lead in the wild card said, I don't understand why Yankee fans are so upset. Well, the fact of the matter is 
is that Donaldson is getting $25 million. Stanton's getting over $25 million. Rizzo, you signed him to another $15 million. LeMahieu's getting $200 million. And they all suck. They, you have a better chance of putting Helen Keller at the dish and hoping mm. for a base than those guys the way and they And we went. know that she was both blind and deaf. So Now, here's the other thing. Here's uh, the other thing. Excuse me, folks. My God, right in the mic, I did that one. I apologize. All of this, I'm not putting any blame on Aaron Boone. I think he's made a couple bad decision makings as it comes to taking out, you know, taking the series. I think when it's game three, best two out of three, and you're tied one one, you need to put your best guys out there to get the series win. And I think the uh, the decision last night to take out Domingo Herman was a uh, premature decision, which ultimately ended up to the Yankees' loss. And Glaber Torres again with another error, his ninth of the season, leading all second baseman. I just don't think that as it pertains to the hitting, that there was no reason that this guy, I don't even know his name. I don't want to know his name. What Because the, after Marcus Timms, I don't, yeah, I don't know what the hell his name is. He was probably well, some stupid nerd that likes to pick his boogers and dingleberries. Okay, there we go. His grandma's basement. Just so you guys know, dingleberries are butt boogers. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to put that in there. Oh, absolutely. Um, this guy was, a, what's the worst thing that could have came out for this guy and it cost him his job? Thank God was a story about Anthony Volpe. In case you haven't noticed, folks, Anthony Volpe's been hot his last, I'd say, over 20 games to keep it safe. Batting well over 350, I know that for a fact, with multiple extra base hits and striking out at a much better pace than before because it, it was rare you saw him strike out. It's because on his off day, alongside with his double-A teammate Austin Wells in the off day, they sat down for dinner, ate chicken parm, like this is full description. Had chicken parmesan for dinner. Chicken parmesan. His house evaluated his swing, and that's how he fixed it. Not with the hitting coach, with the minor league teammate. That's well. I see your new hitting coach and Brian Cashman. At this point, I think he's getting the the hot seat because that was a desperation move. Yeah. He's been the general manager for the New York Yankees for twenty six years, and has never fired any active coach during the regular. Oh. Well, at some point, you got to make a move. I mean, uh, if we're looking at the rosters on papers, there's no chance in hell that the Yankees should be in fourth place. The amount of money, the amount of payroll. They were 63 and 21 heading into the All-Star break last year. They're 49 and 41. It makes it even more disgusting. I got to find the picture here because it showed Aaron Judge's numbers the last three years versus the Yankees numbers. I don't think I liked the tweet. If I didn't, shame on me. Here, I did. Okay. There we go. We're getting better with the ship, folks. To 2023, Aaron Judge's slash line. In 2001, he was batting 287 with a 373 on base percentage with a 554 slug. An OPS 91, right? 916. You said 2001? 2021, excuse me. Okay, that's what I was going to say. In 2022, his MVP season last year, 311 batting average with a 425 on base percentage. If anybody ever gets confused with the batting average and the on-base. I don't know how slugging is measured. On-base is based off the hits. So there's the 311 right there to go alongside with his walks, his intentional walks, and his hit-by-pitch. So there's a 43% chance in the game that he's getting on-base. 311 batting average, 425 on-base percentage, and a 686 slugging. And thus far this year, 291, 404, 674, a 1.078 OPS. The rest of the New York Yankees, this includes DJ LeMahieu, this includes Giancarlo Stanton. The short time Anthony Rizzo has been a New York Yankee. 2021. 
232 batting average, 316 on base percentage, 391 slugging, a 707. It's relatively the same in 2022, 233, 312, 395, 707. And this year, 227, a 293 on base percentage, and a 393 OPS. It's absolutely dreadful. These numbers that this team has, that they're paying over $200 million to these guys. Not going well, and I love it. City Royals in the Oakland Athletics. It's pathetic. It's about time they made a move. And if you ask me, Zach, it was a desperation move. Well, you know what? They got rid of this thing. I mean, they kind of have to be desperate now, like at this point. I think the Jays are kind of in that same position, too. I think that's why we saw Manoa get called up probably a lot faster than people were kind of anticipating. I have I have a I have a theory here. I have a theory. I'm 100 percent certain that Brian Cashman is definitely like a spiteful, like pity, like guy like you do what he doesn't say. He's just going to get back at you. Do you know the sole reason why Aaron Judge got re-signed by the New York Yankees? I don't. I can't say I do. Brian Cashman was sticking straight to his guns with the original offer that they offered Aaron Judge in the um, before the season started. I think it was like eight years, two hundred thirteen million dollars. You know what it took to get Aaron Judge? It took the owner of the New York Yankees on his vacation to Italy to go visit the Pope to call Aaron Judge, say, "What do we have to do to get this done? You're staying," and that's how it got done. After Aaron Judge got signed, who else did they sign? Rodon? That's it? You didn't think to try to get another hitter? For like pitching wasn't the reason why the Yankees lost in the postseason last year to the Houston Astros. The pitching was phenomenal. Including Aaron Judge, who was nursing a shoulder injury, I believe. Yeah, he pitched well. They they couldn't hit. The only people hitting in the team were Bader and Rizzo. You win season without a starting left fielder. They've gone through like seven different starting left fielders. Aaron Hicks, Isaiah Kainer-Falefa, Oswaldo Cabrera, Billy McKinney, Jake Bowers, Franchi Cordero. Mm. And I even think Bader's playing left field. And I think Judge is even playing left field. It's pathetic. This team is destined for failure. We're halfway through the All-Star. You know, we're halfway through the season. We're at the All-Star break. It is July 10th, 2023. I am done talking about the New York Yankees right now, and I will end it with this. Here we the go. The New York Yankees will not make the postseason 2023. God damn. God damn. We got Robbie, who's just getting he's getting a little bit upset at his New York Yankees, and I think he has all uh, all the power in the world to get upset at them because, let's be honest, folks, they're not looking at the New York Yankees right now. Uh, as a Jays fan, I'm happy to see that we are able to leapfrog them. Uh, however, we did also get no hit by the Detroit Tigers this weekend. <laughs> so that's definitely going to be a cause for concern. Definitely going to be a cause for concern. Uh, however, yes, he made left out, you fat piece of crap. I, so I'm going to say fuck you. And I'm going to say this. It was a bright spot of the weekend seeing a great game from Manoa for his first game back. Yes, I know it's against Detroit Tigers, who's a dog shit team. But uh, it was it was happy. I was happy to see, I was happy for him. Do you think he celebrated with the new volcano menu coming back from Taco Bell, or do you think he went to McDonald's to use his rewards app to get multiple Big Macs? I think you got to shut your fat mouth over there. All right, he's not fat anymore. Just, he's looking slim and sexy now, man. Man, he's dropped. A, he's dropped about ten pounds at least. He's st- he's still fa- oh so from three hundred twenty pounds to three hundred. No, he actually did look. Uh, he actually did look pretty good. I'm not gonna lie to you. He definitely looked like he's lost a couple pounds. Well, especially from when he came into the 
from when he came into the regular season till now. You had seven whoppers, Bob. Fuck you. <laughs> Bob going to Manoa again in the goddamn. Um, so besides that uh, no-hitter, uh, I mean, it was a good weekend for the Jays. Um, tonight, folks, uh, as we're doing this live. Live? We're uh, going to be trying our best to get this puppy done by around 8 o'clock, you know, to release everyone for the Home Run Derby that is happening tonight, folks. We have the Home Run Derby tonight. I believe the All-Star game tomorrow, Robbie, if I'm, I'm correct on that one there. Correct. The starting pitchers for tomorrow's All-Star game from the National League will be, excuse me, the nice. Diamondbacks pitcher Zach Gallon versus the New York Yankees ace Garrett Cole. Hmm. All right, and now I'll go through the lineup here of the uh, home run derby, Robbie, and I guess we'll just choose who we think is going to be the winner. How do we how do we like them apples right there? Sounds like good. Shit. I already know who I'm taking as my winner. Oh, I already know who I'm taking as my winner too, and I think you oh, can guess yeah. who I'm taking. Uh, from the Chicago White Sox, Luis Robert Jr. From the New York Mets, Pete fucking loser Alonzo. I don't think they're facing off in the first round, are they? No, I'm just going through the names. Oh, you know what? Sorry, we, I could do the I could do the matchups. Yeah, you got to do the back. I could do the matchups. My bad. No one. God, Zach. Oh, fuck, dude. My bad, dude. I was just reading through the lineup. Honestly, okay. it was an amateur move with you. <laughs> Players in the home run derby. Okay, home run derby bracket. Starting one as the as the one seed, or I guess I don't know. It just says one. I don't know how they're doing seeds. Luis Robert Jr. Uh, will be facing catcher from the Baltimore Orioles, Adley Rushman. Uh, in the second matchup, we have I, I don't know exactly what team these fellas are on here. Uh, Adolis Garcia. Jersey, unless you yeah. don't have the. Well, I'm looking at this thing here. Fuck off. Adolis Garcia from the Texas Rangers versus Randy Arozarena of the Tampa Bay Rays. In the third matchup, we have Pete Alonso from the New York Mets and Julio Rodriguez. Julio. The Julio Rodriguez from the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> I always forget that the uh, the Spanish is uh, pronounced the J as the H. <laughs> they do. I'm not. Yeah, it's not it's, like you've ever seen like when they're typing ha 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 ha. It's always ja 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 ja. ja. <laughs> always makes me laugh when I see that. I love love me the Spanish folks over here, folks. Love me the Spanish. Shout out Hispanic. Uh, and the last matchup of the night is Mookie Betts from the Dodgers against my pick for the home run derby champion this year, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. from the Toronto Blue Jays. A.K.A. the guy who made the last out when they got no hit against the Detroit Tigers. Different ball game here, folks. Different ball game. Well, I'll tell you what. In round one, we got Luis Roberts and Adley Rushman, like you said. Yep. And then below them is Adolius Garcia versus Randy Arrozarena. Jesus Christ. I'm going to go between Luis Roberts and Adley Rutschman. I'm going Adley Rutschman. I'm taking Luis. And then you got Garcia versus Arrozarena. I'm going I'm take, Garcia. Over I'm Rosa. taking a Rosarena. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. All right. So then you got Pete Alonso versus J-Rod. I think we're both going to have the same guy. That, this one. that is, I think, going to be the matchup. Like, you couldn't put it in a better slot the way it is. You got the hometown boy, Julio, versus Pete Alonso, who's been known to mash home runs in the Derby. And also take it way too serious. So for those reasons, I'm going with the polar bear. I'm going with Pete Alonso. Um, I don't respect that guy whatsoever, so I'm going to go with J-Rod. Why don't you respect Pete Alonzo? Yeah. He's a loser. He is a loser. He has like multiple personality syndrome. Yeah, he fucking cries little eyes out all the time in interviews, telling fans he can kick the shit out of him. Fuck, come fight me, Pete Alonzo. He'll kick your ass. He probably would fuck me up, but I'd get a couple good shots in on him. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Mookie Betts versus Vladdy. I'm going with Vladdy. Wow. I'm uh, obviously going to go with Vladdy as well. So then we got, I have Adley Rutschman versus Adolius Garcia. You have Luis Roberts versus Randy Rosarena. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, Luis again. I'm going to take Adolius Garcia. And then I have Pete Alonso versus Vladdy. You have Vladdy versus J-Rod. I'm taking Vladdy. I'm going Pete. So then the final matchup for me will be Pete versus Adolius Garcia. I think Pete Alonso wins it all. I'm taking Vladdy in the finals. Of course you are, because you're... What do you mean? The guy hit 91 home runs, one home home run derby, and didn't win. That's a fucking disgrace. You're right. How many um how many hits did he have on Friday or Saturday or Sunday? When did you get no hit again? Um. Well, clearly, I don't know if you're if you're uh, just a full on fucking idiot. If we got no hit, he clearly had no hits. God damn it, man! Fuck. Anyways, folks, give me a good home run derby tonight. But All Star game tomorrow. Uh, I always find that the like the MLB All Star Game they actually like kind of give a shit, which which makes it a little bit more entertaining. I I well here's the thing: the difference between the NBA, the NFL, and NHL, you could go half ass. You you could in hockey too, Zach. You could go half ass. You're not going to see these guys checking everybody into the boards and going no force. Baseball, you're not going to if you're a pitcher, you're not going to throw the ball across the plate 80 miles an hour for a fastball. You're going to give everything you got. What I don't like what they did, and I guess I understand the reason as to why, because between the National League and the American League, like the Astros last year had the best record across baseball. So they gave them the, you know, they had home field advantage for the World Series. But if it, it feels like all, like the NBA All Star game, we're going to give X amount of money to the charity. A lot of these athletes already take care of their charities. It's not like trying, it's not like I'm, I'm trying to shit on the charities. It's like, or say it that sounds like a shit on charities, man. But it felt like a baseball. It had implications as it pertained to the World Series. Like, if the American League wins, it doesn't matter. You could be a wild card team. You could be the best team. You could be a mid team. You're getting home field advantage in the World Series. It felt like it meant something that they wanted it more. Now it's just for shows and hahas. So, like, I just want to correct. You're saying fuck charities. Is that is that what I'm getting out of this? Only the ones that take advantage of people's money and actually keep most of the donations, like the Wounded Warriors Project. That was a phony scam charity. The other ones, like the Make-A-Wish, good on you. The ones that actually give back to what they're trying to uh, donate for, good for you. The scams, mm. go fuck yourselves. Yep. How's that? How's that for a politically correct answer? Well, that was pretty impressive. Like, well, What are some scam charities? I just said the Wounded Warriors Project. That was supposed to like give back to the veterans, and they kept like a majority of the uh, what's it called? I yeah, I'm not sure about that one. To be honest with you, I'm not too sure. What are you sending here? I don't think I've ever heard of that one. <laughs> what's the, <laughs> the fucking name? I mean, we're not going to say a lie. I said that definitely <laughs> a scam charity. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're going to go down to the notes here. Um, all right, well, we can talk about this All-Star game a little bit. I mean, uh, if who, who's winning this, AL the NL? I, um, I mean, I'm, I'm going AL. Am I, am I going to call up the AL when it's basically the Texas Rangers lineup? Well, it is the AL. Man, these beers go down like water today. This is starting uh, lineup here. So the starting line for National League, 
one through nine. Uh, from the Atlanta Braves, the right fielder, number 13, Ronald Acuna Jr. Following him, his former teammate, now with the Los Angeles Dodgers, the first baseman from the Los Angeles Dodgers, number five, Frederick Freeman. Mm-hmm. To go alongside with this teammate, who will be playing center field, he's played second base, center, right, and shortstop this year, the incredible former Boston Red Sox, why would you ever trade him? Idiots. Number 50, Mookie Betts. Fucking idiots. Trailing him. The guy the Red Sox also gave up on. Oh, God. Having a rebound year with the Los Angeles Dodgers, the designated hitter. Julio J.D. Martinez. The third baseman for the last place NL Central, St. Louis Cardinals, Nolan Arenado. The second baseman from the Miami Marlins, who was the closest player in the last, I'd say, 20 years to bat 400 for the year, mm-hmm. who's batting well over 385. Marky, welcome to the show, brother. Luis Arise. Welcome, Marcus. From the Atlanta Braves, the catcher, former Oakland Athletic, Sean Murphy. The rookie of the year thus far, and one of the biggest studs in baseball, the left fielder from the Arizona Diamondbacks, Corbin Carroll, and a shortstop for the Atlanta Braves, who they... Basically said, slide on out, Dansby Swanson. We got Orlando Garcia. Mm. And now for I mean, you, that, that's a strong lineup. I'm not gonna lie, that's a strong lineup. Um, give me the AL. I need to hear the AL because I that uh, that lineup is a little bit scary. Why no one there. that had this guy prior to him being on the Texas Rangers wouldn't bring him back? They must have dementia or something. The second baseman, Marcus Simeon. He didn't want to come oh. back. He fucking. Although here on John Boy, they have it as Maras, Noah, Mark. Mm. Well, that's good editing there. The uh, second greatest baseball player in the league behind Aaron Judge, the designated hitter, Shohei Otani. I mean, by far the best player in the league, but you keep going. Batting third, the left fielder for the Tampa Bay Rays, the guy who talked major, major smack to left field when I went to the game at Yankee fans, Randy Rosarena. The shortstop from the Texas Rangers, the guy which the Yankees did bring in, they elected not to. He's a stud. He is Corey Seager. He is quite good. Batting fifth, another Tampa Bay Ray, the first baseman, Yandy Diaz. Batting sixth, another Texas Ranger, Adolius Garcia. They are very well shown. Batting seventh, the center fielder from the Baltimore Orioles. Not Aaron Hicks, not Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes. And the last two are Texas Rangers, the third baseman, Josh Jung, and Jonah Hine. Yeah, I changed my mind. I'm going National League. Really? I changed my mind. Why? Because Bobachet's not starting? Well, I don't know Jays were starting. But, I mean, if we're if I'm – I you know me and my limited baseball knowledge. If I'm just going by the names, uh, I feel like there's a little bit more star-studded in the National League than we are in the American League. Oh, yeah. Right there? Yeah. But you know, you know what's going to help? The pitching. Garrett Cole is going to go one, two, three on Acuna, Frederick, and Mookie. That'd be impressive, but we'll have to see it happen. I'm going American League, and I'm going Garrett Cole MVP. There we go. I'm going to go National League, and just for my boy Marcus here in the chat, I'm going to go Acuna MVP. Well, there's one name that had to be taken off the list because of an injury. Yeah, and pathetic Aaron that, Judge. Nope, not even Aaron Judge. We knew it wasn't going to be him. This injury happened as uh, I think of last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The center fielder for the Los Angeles Angels, Mike Trout, 
broke his hand on a swing and is expected to miss at least four to eight weeks. That's a tough loss. That is a tough, tough loss for that team. If I'm the Angels and their fans, unfortunately, it's unfortunate circumstances. I'd rather this happen now than after the trade deadline. Well, at least now you have the option. Do you because want to blow it up? You have to evaluate what this team could do. Because Shohei Otani, I think, literally had a performance where he was responsible for all five of the Angels' runs, and they lost. They lost, time. yeah. I don't think they understand how valuable Trout and Otani have been to the reason why the Angels have so much success. And now with Trout out, I think Rendon got hurt as well, even though he's been absolute dog crap yeah, ever since the contract. But if I'm the owner of the Angels, I have to suck on my pride here because I saw Sun saying that he can't fathom being the owner of the tradeaway Shohei Otani. Well, let me tell you something. The guy's going to walk. Wanted to stay, he he would have signed a contract. Yeah, fucking get something for the guy, man. You like if you don't if, if it doesn't work out, and the Angels don't go on a big run here, where like secured a wild card slot or even the division, and you don't trade Shohei Otani by the trade deadline, and Mike Trout has a setback and you miss the playoffs again, then there's no reason why Shohei Otani is going to stay. No reason. Like, like you said, if he was going to stay, I believe he probably would have already signed. So I, I think he's got one foot out the door already. And this guy's saying he can't be the GM. To trade away Shohei Otani, but the owner, would the you owner. or the would you rather be the owner that lets him walk for absolutely fucking nothing? I think you'd have to have a pretty serious conversation with the guy at this point. Just be like, hey man, but it, we need if you're if you're ready to commit, we need this in writing. We need this somewhere, and if not, no problem. But they need okay. to know like now. I know damn well Shohei Otani ain't going to send no contract extension. Let me tell you, son. I don't think the baseball free agent market has been this hot this upcoming season since Alex Rodriguez in 2004. And he wasn't even a free agent then. Uh, by then, I don't think so. I think he signed a lucrative contract with the Rangers, but like it was reported that he absolutely wanted out of Texas. And it came down to the Red Sox and the Yankees. He was supposed to be a Red Sox, but then he ended up being a Yankee. Shohei Otani being a free agent is going to be worldwide. This is the modern day Babe Ruth. And if I'm Shohei Otani, I saw the Dodgers didn't pay any of their lucrative guys come back. They didn't pay Bellinger. They didn't pay Justin Turner. They didn't pay Trey Turner. They know that Steve Cohen is full of money, and he will yeah. throw every cent that he has to bring in Shohei Otani. The Padres show that they are interested. It never hurts being a New York Yankee. It never hurts potentially being a Boston Red Sox. They didn't bring back Alexander Bogarts. Maybe the yep, they're obviously unbelievable for Shohei. And if I'm Shohei, it, how can I leave out the Giants? The Giants didn't get Aaron Judge. They backed down Carlos Correa. They could bring in Shohei Otani. They've been playing pretty well where they're at right now with any, you know, true superstar. Can't see the Braves because the Braves like to nickel and dime all their players. It, it is going to be very, very uh, exciting to see where he's going to go because you are right. There's a lot of teams that have a lot of money to spend. But going back to Mike Trout, when Otani walks, Angels just got to let it go. Please don't waste his career. This guy deserves to be in the playoffs. Yeah, he deserves to have a chance of winning. The difference between baseball and basketball and football, you have a little bit better of a chance in football than or basketball than you do football because you could decide on both ends. But, you know, it's more like one guy single-handedly responsible out of nine of them where football, you know, you get a couple good drives with the quarterback running back. What I'm alluding to here 
is one guy for baseball can't carry a team. It's just not I mean, unless you want to look at Aaron Judge and say maybe maybe he can carry the team, but I guarantee you outside of Trout and Otani, the Angels numbers are probably worse than what the Yankees have after, you know, Aaron Judge. Um Mike Trout needs to go if Otani leaves. It just has to happen because and he's wasting his career and we're wasting one of the greatest baseball players to ever play the game, rotting like a corpse in Anaheim. I mean, it definitely looks like it's uh, probably leading towards that way. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, but I, 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 we were hearing some reference. I heard some reference to the Braves there. Uh, I feel like we have to uh, give them some credit. <clears throat> As I was reading today, they broke a, uh, a t- or may I set a team record, 26 straight games with a home run. I mean, that is... They got guys who could bang. Oh, they bang hard. They do. They do. Austin Riley, Ronald Acuna Jr., Sean Murphy. They bang yeah. so hard. Ozzy Albies, even Ozuna, even though he likes to drive drunk and beat up women, he's been mashing home runs along, mm-hmm. you know, with women with his fist. Scumbag. Well, there we the go. center fielder, okay. number 23, Michael Harris. Can we... uh? Can we also talk yes, about how talking for the last 38 minutes and 34 seconds? Yeah. Can we also talk about how the first and second overall picks in that fucking MLB draft were from LSU? The same school had the first and second overall picks. I feel like it's crazier for that to happen in baseball. Than That's fucking amazing. Because you normally get like, a disgusting like quarterback that goes number one and then the best defensive player on the exactly. same LSU team. Yeah. Baseball is absurd. I've that's the first time in history, like you mentioned. There's no wonder they won. The history, there was that. There was an Indian guy yep. being drafted in the first round. That was the Jays guy, right? Yeah, I believe it was the Jays guy, but um because I remember when the Jays drafted a guy, they showed uh like I was watching this video on thing and it was like just so many videos of him playing cricket when he was younger. And then he said an Indian guy got drafted. I connected the dots. I said, well, that's got to be the Jays guy there. And if you look at it, I mean, I don't know if this is uh, like another. I, I think that's now the first time. Well, not first time, but it's another shortstop we drafted. So it's a little bit uh, more pressure now on Bo Bichette, who. I think you're the only one? Great hitter, but he's making a lot of defensive errors. I'm you noticing this. you're Bell. the only one? Because yeah, look, back-to-back years. Shortstop. Back-to-back years. Yeah. Like, that's what Bob just said too. Third time in seven years, a shortstop drafted in the first round. Uh, also, shout out to the Canadians, uh, the Naylor family. They have another kid get drafted into the MLB. Josh and Bo went first round. Miles Naylor becomes the latest Naylor kid to be drafted out of St. Joan of Arc High School. Uh, he went 39th overall to the Oakland Athletics. Uh, three fucking brothers drafted in the first two rounds. I mean that that's just incredible. Congratulations, Milo and Bo. Josh, you're a pussy. There you go. Josh would fuck you up, dude. Who's your daddy? Garrett Cole. That's your daddy. But yeah, I guess uh do you have anything? I I didn't watch any of the draft, to be honest with you. I don't know any of these I, fucking I, guys. I, I wasn't really into the baseball draft this year. I was more into it uh last year with uh or two years ago, I think it was with Jack Later. Um other than that, there's nothing really more to add. Yeah. Uh, the trade deadline is either August 1st or August 2nd. I know it's in the beginning of August. We'll see if you can Coming get Cody. Uh, and I know Cody will probably have a lot to say about the Pittsburgh Pirates, who were in first place last time. He was, they were, you know, he was on the show, and now they're in fourth. Um, I mean, 
if anything, I do want to sort through the standings here because you tell me yes or no if you think these teams are going to be in contention. Well, while, while you're sorting through the standings, I would also like to bring up what I was saying, uh, what I wrote down this earlier, but that, that our, our division got a lot tighter now if you look at these standings. Well, the it Rays, helped that the Rays, I think, went on seven, a seven-game seven losing streak. streak. Yeah, it really fucking it really tightened up the bolts of that. Uh, I mean, that that's kind of anyone's division now when it was the Rays' division for literally since the first 10 games of the season. Red Sox are nine games out of last place. Yankees are eight. Toronto's at seven. And Baltimore's on a five-game winning streak. They're out at two. Yeah. Uh, I think Fucking at the end Baltimore, of the day, man. I think Tampa is going to take it. Baltimore really has to do something about their pitching. Well, they like you said, to, trade deadline's coming up. Cano and Bautista, their starting pitching is and I, Well, I'm going to assume that Baltimore's probably got a lot of good prospects because they've been an absolute dog shit team now for the last fucking... Yeah, it's honestly, baseball really gets considered the whole draft lottery thing, although like it's not guaranteed that the number one picks are always going to be like... Because like Mike Trout was the 25th pick, but like it's, it's just like with the NBA, you know what I mean? Like we're not going to let you tank for the best players in the draft. Yeah, there should be some sort of lottery, I think. I think it should be like that for all sports. It's like that with hockey. It's like that with the NBA. I think MLB and NFL need to initiate that. The AL Central, Kansas City, I think we all imagine we're going to be in last. Chicago's in fourth. Detroit's third. Minnesota second. Cleveland sitting at 45 and 45 in first place. That's fucking, that makes me angry. In the West, I had this team in first place, but they're in last place. The Oakland Athletics. <laughs> nice. Just kidding. I'm kidding. They're 25 and 67. I, I wonder how long it's going to take them to get to 100 losses. Probably, say, 30, I, probably 33 more games. I'm going to say August, it'll, be, it'll be less than 45 games. I think. August 9th, they will get their 100th loss of the season. That's a, that's a month away. That's I think that's actually impossible. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> August 29th. Okay, that's a little bit. That makes more sense. I'll agree with you on that. I'll say before September hits, they'll have 100 losses. Uh, the Angels 45-46, and they're in a five-game losing streak, and that comes with losing Mike Trout. You're not going to get better losing Mike Trout, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Seattle Manor is 45-44. I expect them to be a little bit better than this. I don't know what, what the uh, struggle is this year, but uh, clearly they aren't living up to the hype. Astros, I figured it'd be a close race between them and the Rangers due to the fact of Texas going crazy, getting DeGrom, Evaldi, amongst others, where the Astros lost Verlander. I believe it is Garcia and McCullers who are out for the year. And they've been dealing with the injury bug with Jordan Alvarez, with Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman's batting 245. He's not an all-star. And Texas is first. They're had two games of the Astros, in with losing to ground for the year with Tommy John. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Yep. 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 Uh how about uh the Nationals? We knew they were gonna be last, but did we think the New York Mets are gonna be in fourth at 42 and 48? No. Especially all that fucking activity they did in this offseason. I thought you know what sure. really did it in, Zach? You know where the biggest mistake was not bringing back because they let a lot of guys go, and I know they brought in Verlander. It's the Toronto Blue Jays reward. Chris Bassett. Yeah. He did, I mean, losing him out of the I mean, he's been he's been fucking lights out for us too. Just I mean, I guess he had a bit of a rough one, uh not really a rough one, but 
Definitely a rough start. Definitely a rough start with the Jays. They brought in the guy from Japan. They also brought in Jose Quintana, which I thought was absolutely dreadful. And they brought in Justin Verlander. I don't yeah, know. like a 39-year-old Justin Verlander, who I guess was coming off. Uh, he didn't win the Cy Young, right? But he was up. For, did he win the Cy Young the year, last year? I think he did win it last year. If it wasn't him, it was I, Shane McClanahan. I think he did win the Cy Young last year. So I guess he is coming off. Yeah, Google that shit for me. Give me a little fact check. Give me a little fact to check. It was Justin Verlander. Yeah, I'm fucking good, man. I'm getting better at this shit. One, Justin Verlander has won the Cy Young the years 2011, which he also won MVP that year, 2019, and 2022. Dude, Could you and... Toronto Blue Jay to win the Cy Young, Zachary? This should be relatively easy, I imagine, for you. Roy Holiday. No. He didn't want to say him, did he? I don't know. He's really? dead now, so I thought I had to say him. Well, really? you? I thought you would have gotten this guy off the bat, dude. The last Toronto Blue Jays pitcher to win a Cy Young. Yes. What year is it? Can you give me a year? 2021. Oh, 2021. Oh, fuck. Uh, wow. Jesus Christ. I was thinking like way, way back in the day. <laughs> Who wasn't? I, I honestly couldn't. Even, I, I'm, I'm not even too sure. He has the first name as, as I do. Oh, yes. Mr. Ray. Mr. Robbie Ray. I can tell you the last time Yankee, uh, Yankee pitcher won uh, Cy Young here. And, but, but speaking of Justin Verlander, dude, so he's won those three Cy Youngs, mm. and he gets to cream pie Kate Upton on a regular basis. That's the biggest thing. I mean, right that now. is, dude, that is, that's winning in my eyes right there. You get to play with those titties, I'm going to assume at least four times a week. <laughs> they're like, if they're having a healthy sexual relationship. I could I could snuggle up or I could live in those things right there. You know what I mean? Kate Upton, come on the show. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Leave Justin, <laughs> leave Justin at home, right? Yeah, you can come too, I guess. Yeah, because that would go really well, Zachary. You talking? Maybe about he's playing. a cuck. Maybe he's a cuck. <laughs> All right, we got to get out the baseball. We got to get to this baseball talk soon, dude. So you better pour through these standings because I'm going to start saying some stuff about Kate Upton. It's not going to go good for the show. I can tell you right now. Phillies, 48-41. Miami, the team that I thought that was going to have a great year this year, they are 53-39, and and Atlanta's at 60-29. and Atlanta has seven less wins compared to losses for the Athletics, four from wins to losses. Uh St. Louis Cardinals, no one thought they're going to be last place. A lot of people have them in first. They're in last. Uh, Pittsburgh, right where they belong, 41-49. Chicago, 42-47. Milwaukee, hanging around 49-42, but no one. And I mean no one had the Cincinnati Reds in first place mm-hmm. in the NL Central. And it all is because of Ellie De La Cruz. I was going to say, the De La Cruz effect. In two pitches, he stole second, third, and home. This guy is going to be must-watch television for years to come. Definitely uh, a very exciting, exciting, exciting moment for Cincinnati Reds fans, which I think they've been waiting for this for a long time. I know Corbin Carroll has gone off. I think it is his lock for rookie of the year since he's been up since the first game of the year. I can't remember a rookie making this big of a like impact. Not even Vladdy, because Vladdy couldn't do all these things that he could do. I guess maybe Puig. Because other than that, I can't think of another rookie prior to uh, De La Cruz taking on the world by storm like this. Maybe Aaron Judge, maybe Pete Alonzo, because they both were mashing home runs, but they weren't necessarily doing what he was doing on the base paths. 
Yeah, he just seems to be doing everything out there. Like he just these guys have to fucking cycle. He mm-hmm. stole literally every single base on two pitches. Yep. I mean, and he's playing the league for what three weeks? Well, a little bit over. A Maybe month, a I'd month. Say. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. It's absurd. And the West, it seems like the Dodgers have retied the Diamondbacks for sole possession of first place in the NL West. The Rockies are in last. Don't think anybody had the Padres sitting fourth at 43 and 47. That's another, another team. Surpriser. And the Giants at 49 41. Heading into definitely, the definitely a lot of surprising, uh, a lot of surprising things there. Uh, give me a lot more baseball news flowing in, folks, over this next month, too, with this trade deadline coming up. Zachary, who are your teams to have a bigger bounce back in the second half for the AL and the NL? Just go one of each. Well, I'm going to say for the AL, I'm probably going to say the Yankees once they get healthy. I think they'll make a bit of a uh, a bit of a turnaround. I'm not going to see barely a bounce back, but I feel like they're doing a lot shittier than a lot of people had anticipated. And I'm going to say the same thing for the Padres. I feel like they just got to figure it out. They have the roster for it. Those will be my two teams I think will have uh, turnarounds. For me, I'm going the Phillies in the NL. I know that they're 48 and 41, but they are 12 games out of first place. They are, let's see how many out of the wild card or if they're even in the wild card. They are half a game out of the wild card. The last team holding that slot are the Giants. And the AL, I really do think the Yankees are going to collapse. I really do. I don't think they're going to get much better from here. I say collapse, but I... Can Toronto maintain what they got? Because maybe it's Toronto. I'm going to go with them. No, I uh, I guess we're both choosing each other's teams for that award. Though. I, I, that. Can't, I, can't, I can't choose the Red Sox, although they've gone five in a row because the pitching is might be the demise for the Red Sox. Seattle, I don't know what the hell is going on with Seattle. Mike Trout getting hurt. Maybe they would have picked the Angels, but yeah, such. And the AL Central sucks. So the, the next three right there are Minnesota, Detroit, and Chicago. So it's either the Yankees or the Jays. Well, bam, bam, bam. And I think right. with that. Baseball's done. We have finished baseball, folks. Um, I think we should quickly go over this. Uh, probably what I would say is one of the more stacked UFC cards I've ever seen in my entire life. You did watch it because I didn't watch any of it. I watched. I didn't watch all the fights. I watched a little bit of it. I watched um, the 18 seconds of the Bo Nickel fight to start it off with Bo Nickel. The wrestler knocking out Woodburn, the knockout artist. In 38 seconds, I believe it was. Yeah, I actually am looking at it right now. It says legitimately 38 seconds. Um, I mean, that, that was a pretty surprise when he's a massive favorite. Uh, Dan Hooker with a massive, massive win for his uh, UFC career. I just saw Turner. that he broke his arm yeah. and has an orbital injury. Broke his arm and still won the fight on a split decision. Very impressive. Another very surprising knockout. You know, uh, Robert Whitaker. So he gets knocked out by uh, Drake du- Dracus. Let me get make sure I get this guy's name right. Uh, you know what? I can't click on it, so I'm just going to say Duplices, the South African fella. I think his name, his name is Dracus. Uh, Robert Whitaker had not lost a fight to someone other than Israel Adesanya. Take a guess what year was the last time he lost a fight to someone not named Israel Adesanya. Pardon? 2019. 2014. Was the last time Robert Whitaker lost a fight in the UFC at uh, 145 to someone, or not 145, whatever the fuck he fights at. It's not 145, it's 185, I believe, sorry. Um, to someone not named Israel Adesanya. And it was Stephen Wonderboy Thompson who beat him back in 2014. 
So that is, I mean, that just goes to show you how fucking insane he is. This dude please, this guy is the real deal, man. The as a real deal. And you could tell at the afterwards, fucking Israel was like trying to get him to like almost race baiting him, like trying to get him to say something racist when he's sitting face to face with him. He's dropping 55 N bombs per minute on him and saying that uh, they're both, we're both African, we're both African, we're both African. I, I was just looking at him like, I think he's trying to bait him into saying something that's going to get him into some trouble. And all the power to the police is he handled it like a true professional. Gave him a solid one-liner to go back with. It was something like, yeah, we both might be African, but I ain't no fucking brother of yours, pal. So that's going to be a good battle. I still think Izzy beats the absolute shit out of him. But I was going to say, though, like, uh, I feel like the middleweight division has been more open since Alex Perea knocked Izzy out. You know what? And like getting knocked out, you can look at it as like a Kamaru Usman type situation. Like those fucking knockouts do a lot to you. First of all, they make your chin a little bit weaker, but I think it does a lot more to the mental game of it as well. But just to know that, holy fuck, I can get cracked and I can go to sleep. I I still think Leon Edwards lost that fight to Kamaru Usman. I don't care what anybody says. The second one? Yep. You're an idiot. He fucking destroyed him. Beat the shit out of him. I don't think so. Moving on, uh, Brennan Marino loses the uh, flyweight championship belt to Pantoja, the Brazilian, in a split decision. Uh, the guy that had Marino winning that fight, 49-46, dude, what the fuck were you watching is what I would like to know. I had money on Moreno, and even I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and then to finish it all off, I mean, Volkanovski, in my opinion, the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Absolutely dismantles Yair Rodriguez, who is a crazy, crazy, crazy striker, crazy finisher. Just beat the shit out of him. I disagree with that, and it's not because of his loss to the Russian guy. I can't think of his name. Islam Makachev. Okay, thank you. I don't think that's the reason why Volk's number one. I think he's number two because you know who I'm going to put number one. John Jones. The greatest of all time. John Jones. Now, I will agree. I, I will say that. It's 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 productivity. The guy's had one fight now in the last fucking however many years. Yeah, but he doesn't deserve to be. He doesn't deserve to be the number one pound pound fighter in the world if you're not fighting. You got to keep fucking fighting to have that I don't know. To I be number one. The impact that he made and how he destroyed that guy in less than a minute and a half to keep it safe because I don't remember the exact time. After X amount of years off with your first fight in the UFC heavyweight division. I think that has to take consideration for him being the pound for pound best fighter. I don't know. I, I put him at number two. After Francis Nugano, be the highest. Uh, avoid you like a little bitch because I think Nugano is afraid of John Jones. I think John Jones is the greatest fighter. The best I think he's the greatest fighter, but right now I think the pound for pound number one in the world is Alexander Volkanovsky. And that's I my think opinion. John Jones is going to light heavy right now to destroy everybody in his path, including Perea. Well, yeah, but he's never going to light heavyweight now. Look at the fucking size of the guy. He doesn't need to now. Took years to do that, but you know what? It, it, this was actually pretty exciting. Um, a pretty exciting uh, UFC event. Also, we we have to uh, we have to give credit to Robbie Lawler. Finishes off his pretty incredible UFC career with a fucking devastating knockout. My favorite fighter of all time, Mr. Robbie Lawler, with that devastating southpaw overhand hook that he can land anybody. Just absolutely devastating, and. Uh, just want to also say that he did not lose that fight to Ben Askren. That was a uh, screw job by the UFC to try to promote Ben Askren until Masvidal I'll put that nerd to rest. Yeah, fucking Ben Askren, that big fucking fat pussy. Yes. 
But I guess that's uh, I mean, I, I like I said, I didn't watch too much of this UFC event, so I can't really like uh, go into the nationality, fights. not goat race to be goat nationality, you idiot. Yeah, with that, I think. Uh, what, what do you want to go into next, Robbie? I think we're at UFC. I don't really have too much more to say about it. To be honest, no, but I'm looking forward to UFC 291, which is July 29th, from the prelims to the main card. That is stacked. You got Derek Lewis on the prelims. You got Stephen Wonderboy Thompson on the prelims. The main event is going to be Pereira versus Blachowicz, Uh, and then you got Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier. I'm going to bring it up right Second now. One. The card. Okay, this is the. Uh... Yeah, starting with the uh, undercard here, Thompson versus a fellow named Pereira. Lewis versus Lima. This is fucking... I need to find one that's not fucking the most blurry piece of shit. Um, oh, visit. Let's go to UFC. Let's go to... Uh, yeah, here we go. Okay, we got uh, Thompson versus Pereira. Lewis versus Lima. Uh, Chesa versus Holland. Ferguson, Tony Ferguson making a return versus Green. Paulo Costa versus Alice Karav. Jan Blakowicz versus Alex Pereira. And to cap it all off, Justin Poirier, Justin Poirier, Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje, number two. That is a ridiculous card. And I do agree, Parker Porter needs another match. Let's get that motherfucker back in there as well. And let's get that motherfucker on the podcast. He's got to be coming on soon. Well, I'm trying to work with his schedule because he's got a tough schedule, you know, with training and all that and his kids. But yeah, that that's definitely gonna be a pretty exciting card. That that actually Scuba's put Steve on timeout, eh? Oh yeah. Um July 29th, we will definitely have a little preview for that, a little post view afterwards. But with that, I think uh let's put, let me get through this hockey talk here. I got uh I got a few things to just flow through this puppy. And we can yeah, cap it off with some NBA. I- but I saw, I think I think I saw Detroit's making a lot of crazy moves, and they got yeah. four guys now uh, from Michigan now on the roster. They got four guys from Michigan. Their latest Michigan acquisition was the trade that happened, I believe it was last night, maybe two nights ago. They bring in Alex DeBrinkett from the Ottawa Senators, who um, publicly, I mean, he didn't really publicly come out and say before that he wasn't going to sign, but after the trade did happen, he did come out and just say that, you know, Ottawa wasn't a good fit for him. It just wasn't going to happen. Um. And the really the package that Ottawa got for him. So let me. I'm going to bring this up. What Ottawa traded for Debrinket last year. Ottawa trades to get Debrinket because it was a pretty um, it was a pretty substantial fucking uh, pick that they gave up. So to acquire Debrinket, they gave up seventh overall pick in last year's NHL draft, and then a second and a third round selection. A year later, they trade to bring it away for Dominic Kabalik, good player, not a bad player by any means. Donovan Sabrango, who I believe plays in the ECHL, so he's probably not cracking a roster anytime soon. And a conditional first-round pick in 2024. So kind of a lot to pay for one season of Alex to bring it. Obviously, you pay that price, hoping you're going to be able to get the sign. But I mean... It's not looking really good in Ottawa Town right now. Um, and after uh, he does end up getting traded, he signs an immediate four-year extension uh, worth $7.875 million a year. And I'll tell you one thing right now, Robbie, that is a big contract for the Toronto Maple Leafs in their negotiations with William Nylander. Yeah, I've the- seen that 
wants 10 mil, but they can't literally afford giving him. There's 10 no mil. chance he's getting 10 million. First of all, I love Nylander. He's not worth $10 million. It's just, it's, it's just a, you're not worth that amount of money. He'll get somewhere. If he were to go to free agency, he probably would get 10 million, nine and a half, probably nine, nine to 10 million guaranteed 100%. Hmm. But for this contract, for, like, for Debrinket and Nylander are very, very comparable players. They've had, I think Debrinket's actually probably on average will get more points than William Nylander. So for this contract, for them to sign him for seven under $8 million a year, Jesus Christ, I got the burps today. It's, it's massive for the negotiation for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, that's kind of the last, uh, I mean, it seems like all the, all the stars are lining up for an Austin Matthews contract signing to happen very shortly. After that, it's Nylander. Uh, and we're going to wait and see now at this point because I, I think Willie's not going to have to look in the mirror and realize, fuck, you know what? Maybe I'm not getting my $10 million a year. And also, if I'm Nylander, dude, you sign for $8 bucks a year. First of all, that's a shit ton of money. Like well, an I, absolute shit ton of money. I, for anybody, though. For anybody. $8 million a year to play I mean, a sport. Like, like the regular like sports. Like you see $8 million. Yeah. Like, In hockey terms, though, that's a lot of money. In regular people terms, that's a lot of money. And, dude, if, if you sign a contract like $8 million a year for, say, fucking eight years with Toronto, and you have guys like Matthew and Marner that are that are nitpicking for every single dollar, dude, you instantly become a fan favorite. Instantly. So I don't know what's going to happen with that, but that contract is massive. Uh, Ottawa Senators, I'm really not sure what the hell is going to happen with that team. You know what else is massive across Hockey Sack, which I didn't tell you about, but it, it hit my mind for some reason randomly. What is that? The Rangers have openly come out and said, I don't know if it's effective ASAP or if it's after this upcoming season for the AHL. The Hartford Wolfpack will no longer be affiliated with the New York Rangers, so you know what that potentially means. Could be uh, an NHL team moving down in there. Could be an NHL team going to Hartford. It seems that the Rangers will move their team a couple states over to Ohio and Cincinnati, Mm. and we'll see what happens in Hartford. But I'll tell you what, after hearing that, it's really, really promising for Hartford. The Rangers have been affiliated with the Wolfpack shortly after the departure of the Hartford Whalers, so... Potentially some good news. Let's go Connecticut Cougars. Is that what you call like the old MILFs down in Connecticut? Probably, yeah. The old Connecticut Cougars. Probably. I didn't even see that I didn't even see that Joey was here this whole time. Let's go Connecticut Cougars. <laughs> um, in other hockey news, uh Anze Kopitar, I think we all saw this one coming. Resigns with the LA Kings, the team he's played his entire illustrious career for, the team he's won two Stanley Cups with. Uh definitely a few Selkie trophies, or at least one Selkie trophy. I know that for sure. Hell of a player. Signs a two-year, $14 million deal for an annual average of $7 million per season. Great contract, great price for Anze Kopitar. You're still getting production out of him. He's definitely a little bit later in his career, a little bit older. Still one hell of a fucking hockey player. Now, one guy, dude, that I'm pretty surprised about. I don't know if you've probably never heard of this Zadina guy I'm talking about here, Philip Zadina. So let me. I just want to bring him up because I know he was a uh, Philippe Zadina. So he was drafted by the Detroit Red Wings in uh, the two. Let me make sure I get this right. 2018 draft. He went sixth overall. So very high draft pick. Um, he just has not been able to make any sort of career for him. 
Uh, he was recently just bought out, finally, by Detroit. They finally said, we've had enough of this fucking guy. We're done with him. Just signed a contract today now with the San Jose Sharks, so that's his kind of, I, I would assume, last chance. But I just want to go through this draft here because I'm assuming there's got to be uh, some bigger fucking players that got picked up after him. Oh, why is it an NHL entry job? I'm trying to go to 2018. There we are. Sorry, Robbie. I should have probably had this prepared. Okay. So he went sixth overall. Uh, immediately right after him, Quinn Hughes from the Vancouver Canucks. Way better pick that would have been. Uh, going down. You know what? To be honest with you. Was that the only pick? Kind of a shit draft. DeAndre <laughs> <laughs> Miller's another great player. I would have picked him over him. Ty Smith, I would have picked him over him. Joel Farabee's had a pretty good career so far. Ty DeLeandro's had a good career so far. Uh, Evan Bouchard. Uh, definitely a lot of names you could have picked after him. Um, I just don't understand, man. Like you, you come in the league with just this high pedigree. Everyone's looking at you like you're going to be a star, and it just does not work out for you. Uh, if we go to his career statistics here, his best season he's ever had so far in the NHL is 14 points in 74 games back in 21-22. I mean, that's just not going to cut it. So may- maybe this change of uh, scenery in San Jose is going to be a good uh, good thing for him. San Jose is also not a very deep team whatsoever, so probably a lot of opportunity for him on that team. But we just really have to wait and see what's going to happen here. Uh, he gets claimed very quickly. Um, really not much hockey news here to talk about, folks, by the way. I probably should have started off with that. Um, before we finish it off, I'm just going to go through what I think are some of the uh, – or well, actually, I'm not what I think. I'm just going to go through the top free agents still available uh, in the NHL. Because I know there's still some fucking pretty big names there. Obviously, the top two um, at the top of the list would be Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. Uh, so Tarasenko, uh, how how mad do you think Rangers fans would be if he was to go across Staten Island to go be a New York Islander? I don't. Well, I, to be honest with you, I don't think they would be too, too mad about it. I think they'd be more upset they weren't able to retain at least one of the two. Yeah. But uh, I think from what I'm seeing on Twitter, it looks like Tarasenko is going to be joining the Ottawa Senators. It looks like that is the team Damn, that, uh, that is going to be. Your brother's stepdad's making new moves, huh? He's, you got to go out there and spend your fucking money, man. Uh, so that's where, I, that's where it's looking like he's going to go. Patrick Kane's still available. Like I said last episode, I don't know why. I think it's going to be Buffalo. That's just like a hunch that I'm having. Uh, Matt Dumba, also still available. Great defenseman. I've also seen a lot of things on Twitter about how he hasn't signed yet. Uh, and there's a lot of speculation that maybe he's waiting for uh, the Leafs to free up some money. So, that, I mean, if they bring him out, Dumba to bolster up that uh, defense, fuck me, that'd be incredible. Uh, Max Comtois of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, young, 24 years old. Uh, not like a fantastic player by any means, but definitely a good player. Thomas Tatar last season on the New Jersey Devils, 48 points last year. Not bad at all. He's still available. Jonathan Taves, we know what you're going to get from Jonathan Taves. Now, you're not going to get that offensive production like you used to back in the day, but you're going to get a fucking guy that knows how to lead a locker room. And realistically, I mean, that's that's kind of the uh, the big name. Like Phil Kessel is still there. Paul Statsney, Dennis Mulligan. Like there's, there's still some names available for the picking. So uh, I'm actually pretty surprised that uh, Patrick Kane and Tarasenko haven't signed somewhere yet. They must be really waiting to see all the offers they possibly can get. Yeah. Dak Prescott, the goat, even if he went to the NHL. Oof. 
This is the same Joey that was talking about Cooper Rush throwing over Dak Prescott. Anyways. Dak Prescott is shit, Joey. I'm just going to say it aloud. I hate to tell you, Joey. I'm going to say it. Dog shit. He fucking sucks. Dog he fucking shit. sucks. Dog shit. But thanks for watching the show, Joey. Appreciate you uh, coming we down and supporting the boys. What we do, but Dak Prescott is yeah. dog shit. But yeah, folks, that's it for the NHL. That's I mean, that, that was a quick segment. I'm not going to lie to you. That was a quick segment. Uh, well, ba- basketball might be just as fast. Yeah, we got the home run derby in 25 minutes. I mean, there wasn't really anything happening in basketball except Patty Mills getting traded again as third team in 10 days. Damn right. Joins now the Hawks. Steve's really enthusiastic about getting a guy with the last name Gay on his team. Goes to show how OKC are. You know, anyways. I don't well, think the last name of him being, I don't think the last name of Gay was the reason uh, for the trade. But hey, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I think we got to talk about this a uh, little bit about the summer league and what we've seen so far. This went by a kid comes out his first game. All the pressure in the world on him. He has a pretty lackluster start to his summer league career. I think he went like two for 13 on field goals. Uh, nine points or something like that. It was definitely not the start he had envisioned. He bounced back game two. What a I, bounce back game, yeah. Can I tell you what I feel fear for Victor? Go right ahead. The one thing that makes it so easy for a lot of people to really despise a lot of these players is how hard the media could suck off these players. Oh, the media's got him by the they they have this whole dip down their throat. To suck the hell off of him, and it's just going to make me like despise him because ESPN. Like when he put his nine points, the other two, um, Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller, they put like everything out there, including like percentage and everything. When he had his nine points on two thirteen shooting, they put none of that. Yeah, it was nine points, x rebounds. And Brandon Miller, he locked him down in that first game. Hi, Jones. Put his nuts all over his mouth. Damn. Low job from Jones I, I, coming out of left field. I think Wyman Diaz is going to have a hard first year. I think he's just a little too skinny, and I get that he was playing pro ball in France, but this is. This is the NBA. Hey, this, seeing a bunch of fucking French pussies walking yeah. around. Luca, his rookie year wasn't anything spectacular neither. He was taking a backseat to Dirk. He wasn't that spectacular. Now Luca's one of the best players in the game. So the one thing I'll say with Victor is be patient. I'm not going to hate on Victor. I'm happy for him. And I think we, I think people need to pay more attention because the closest thing we've seen to Victor, although he's not 7'5, is Kevin Durant. 6'10, with a handle, can pass, can shoot, can rebound. I mean, if he turns out like Kevin Durant, that would be, uh, yeah, I don't think he'd be too mad about that. That's for sure. Like I said, yeah, it's obviously a lot more basketball to be played, but uh, it, it was good to see him bounce back and have that kind of statement performance this early on. Now we know he's done with the summer league. They're shutting him down. Rightfully so. Just get him a couple of games and you don't want anything to happen to him. The same thing that happened to Chet. Although Chet wasn't a summer league game, it was a LeBron James charity. Event. Speaking of Chet, man, he's looked like he has bounced back pretty fucking well from that injury thus far. Why? Because he gained 10, 15 pounds from 185 to 200 from one. What, what do you, what, what's the hate you have on this kid? Is it because Steve likes him? I think I don't even really think it's Steve. It's not even Steve. It's my brother. It's Tyler. Well, Hi, fuck man. Tyler. I tell you, tell Tyler to fuck off. Chet's a great player. Can't hate the guy because Tyler. No, Tyler. Tyler literally goes off like, oh, Chet's the best player. In Tyler, I didn't mean that, by the way. I love you. Oh, I meant to Tyler. You're a cuck. Uh, Steve hasn't really been sucking off. 
Chet Holmgren. Steve, Steve's been honestly more so of a Clippers fan right now than an OKC fan. Well, Steve, we'll have to uh, just draw your team out of a bucket next week to see which one you're going to be cheering for. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm a Chet guy. I, I, I like to see the young guys do well. And I mean, the kid looks like a fucking baller. Guy crossed up Steph Curry when he was like 15 years old. You ever seen that video? So I, I think he's got a bright future. I, I think the NBA has got a lot of superstars coming in here. And another one I'd like to talk about that is fucking torching this summer league up right now. It's Jabari Smith Jr. I know he's not a rookie. Because they allow the second year players, right? Yeah. And this dude, he is he's too good for this fucking summer league right now. Like he is just on fire. I can tell you right now, I'm already taking my notes. I'm already taking my notes for this year's uh, NBA fantasy draft, oh, and really? he's uh, and he's up there on my uh, on my list. Are you trying to go back to back? Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I honestly, I don't think I've won an NBA championship. My team just gets hurt, fantasy wise. My team just gets hurt. Well, then maybe you should draft guys that don't get hurt, man. Maybe draft guys that got some meat and some bones, meat and uh, I mean, some muscle on them. I drafted Anthony Davis in the fourth round. He played in the playoffs, and he was phenomenal. I forget who else was hurting the team. I forget what my honestly my team was. Oh, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and then there was a couple other ones. Oh, Kevin Durant, I think I had too. No, I didn't have KD. Anyways, that's besides the point. Yeah, well, my team wasn't hurt. I lost Dame Dalla. Joey, you got to check your team. Paul the George. Came in last. Joey, you now might I get kicked out. As the committee of the sports cave here, we're ultimately deciding if you're worth coming back. I think you're coming back, Joey. I'll, uh, I'll be the, uh, I'll give you a vote. I guess that was a quick answer. All right, Joe, so you better check your team or else Zach's going to come up and freaking kick you in the nose. Yeah, don't fuck around, Joey. I'm, I'm putting my line, putting my neck on the line for you here. That's a big-ass neck, too. Ain't no big-ass neck, motherfucker. It's a very regular-sized neck. Um, How about our boy Greg Popovich, eh? Our boy yeah, I, Greg Popovich getting dude. paid. Good for Greg, but how stupid are the Spurs? Five years? The dude's over 70 years old. What do you mean how stupid are the Spurs? Is, you got arguably the greatest coach, maybe the greatest coach in NBA history. You got one of the greatest coaches in NBA history. Yes, I know he's had some stacked teams. Yes, I know. Not often you get to make it past the age of 75. Oh, for fuck's sake. What do you think? He's going to die in the next five years? Anything is possible. Well, you know what? If he dies, I, I'm then... trying to wish. I'm just, I'm just trying to like be you obvious. Said you just, you just said that you're pretty much assuming. Hold on, let me get right into this motherfucker. How, how old do you think Greg Popovich is? Obviously, he's old enough to still be a goddamn good head coach. How old do you think he is? Seventy-two. He's seventy-four. His birthday. That's old. Because he he can coach till he's. Dude, honestly, he very well could die by the end of this contract, and that's that. <laughs> Oh, God. It said die in 2018. I was confused. They were talking about his wife. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, his wife died? Was it of old age? Yeah, in 2018. Yes, it was of old age. Dude, he's going to be 80 in the last year of his contract, Zach. He turned 75 in January. Hey, the motherfucker's making like $20 million a year, $15 million a year at 80 years old. I give that guy credit. Fucking right, Greg. You secure that bag. You know, Marcus, you get put right. into the bag, my friend. Marcus is right. I'm due for COVID this year. I don't think I got COVID this year. I got COVID last year. I got COVID. I'm pretty before. goddamn sure I had it last week, dude. I'm done taking these fucking tests. I'm not doing that shit anymore. But that Wuhan virus plowed me in the ass last week. I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, it got me good, dude. I was fucked up, dude, for a while. Are you sure it wasn't the... Now, you just muted your thing, so I really have no idea what you just said. Just in case, you know, family members are listening, of course I muted it. What did you say? I actually have no idea what you said. No, that's not... (laughs) I think I know what you said. It was not that. Okay. Just so you know, man, people can read your lips on Twitch. All right. But they can't read them on the podcast. Motherfucker. <laughs> Robbie's immune system is strong as Mac Jones. Weak. Mm, Joey's coming at you. And so is Mark. Weak, weak, weak. Mark's even coming at you pretty goddamn strong, too, here, folks. Guys in the chat, we don't have much more to talk about. How's your guy? What do we want to see this year happen in sports, Mark? I want to hear. We, we, any sport, what do you want to happen this year, Joey? I know you're going to say something about your fucking cowgirls taking down a championship. I want realistic things. Ha! Not as weak as this little bitch. Oh, CD Lamb. He actually just really pulled that out. He pulled out a CD Lamb card and called him a little bitch. Joey, I would like to hear a rebuttal. I want to see a bet between you and Robbie. Here we go. You know what? Let's do it. Want to do a Jays Yankees bet of who's going to finish higher in the standings? What's the bet here? We'll do, uh, well, we can either do money or we can do something like kind of funny. Like, what can we got to be fun for like the end of the season of the sports cave? So, like, it builds up the enthusiasm. I like Joey. Great, great recommendation. Something really, really humiliating. Maybe one of us has to dress up like a lady for one full episode wig. Maybe just so I well, because I guess I don't have any ladies' clothes. Well, how about this? How about this? Okay, how about this? I got one. Okay. I have to wear full, like a full Yankee t-shirt, Yankee hat, and everything for one full episode. If the Yankees finish higher than the Jays, if the Jays finish higher, you have to be decked out in full Jays gear for an entire episode. I feel like that'd be more humiliating though for you than it would for me, because I don't mind the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, I guess then I, I you know what? Loser has to whip cream his nipples on the show. Joey, what kind of show do you think we're doing over here? Yeah, maybe subscribe to our OnlyFans, dude, if you want to see some stuff like that. We'll be dumping our dicks out left, right, and center. What's something that you... Uh, okay, you hate the Yankees, right? I fucking... Yes, I do. Okay. Why don't we get into... You could just do the Yankees. I'll wear a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. t-shirt. I hate Vladdy. Yeah, you do hate Vladdy. After okay. all his about the Yankees, I think that's fair. So you're going to wear a Yankee t-shirt, Yankee hat. I'll get a Blue Jays hat, and then I'll wear a Vladdy t-shirt. Vladdy or Manoa, one of the two. Because I know you don't like Manoa either. So I'll, I'll, I'll allow either or. I say you get to pick. I say you tell me I'll get it off of Amazon or something because they okay. ain't going to have it. In any stores here in the states, I want so. you to buy the Vladdy, buy the Vladdy T-shirt, and then at some point in the podcast, you have to say that Alex Manoa is the best pitcher in the American League. You know, I'd be lying if I said. Why well, you have to say it though? Why and would I'll, the and best I'll say that's a single A baseball? I just, I just want you to fucking say it. I want that dirty little cocksucker of a mouth that you call over there to say it. Alex, Man- Alex Manoa is the fattest pitcher in MLB history. <laughs> Alec Manoa eats more Big Macs in a day 
than Mia Khalifa to Cox back in her time. Well, Bob, that seems like a, you know what? I'm, I, wow. I did I didn't even, I didn't even like take into consideration what you just said. Do you know how many Cox Mia Khalifa took back in her time, dude? Imagine how much that whore took before she joined. Porn. <laughs> and now to this day has the audacity. You know what I would do if I could just go back in my past? I would never do porn. I wouldn't do it. Let me fucking tell you something, Mia Khalifa. You think you'd be Mia Khalifa nowadays without dumping those big old fucking tits all over the internet for three months? Do you really think you would? Because you wouldn't. You think you'd be Mia Khalifa, the sportscaster, if you weren't a successful fucking <laughs> porn star getting fucking thrashed and railed? night in and night out for three months straight, even shooting one porno, wearing the hijab, okay? Now, I'm I'm not a religion guy, but I don't think that was a good idea if we're going to say it out loud, Mia, okay? <laughs> God, I had to get that off my chest. We are so getting canceled. This doesn't run against cancer, man. I just don't think that the, I just don't think it's a religion thing. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't want to watch a porno and see somebody wearing the fucking Pope's outfit. You know what I mean? A little bit disrespectful, in my opinion. But anyways, I do like Mia Khalifa. Uh, you can come on the show anytime. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And true story of Mia Khalifa, dude. She popped her titty at a Washington Capitol hockey I game. I see that the puck hit her in the titty, and she had to get a new implant. Very cool. That's and I would have no problem just sticking my face in between those implants, just going. Well, that killed off a couple of minutes of time there. <laughs> Tell me, might ever get left on Twitch? Don't worry. There's so many more streaming platforms we could use if Twitch kicks us off, folks. But Twitch guys, we I mean we. Can't. We're bringing you. We're bringing you like at least ten live we're, viewers every we're, Sunday. We're, yeah, man. We're we're in this together now, dude. That's the worst motorboat sound I've ever heard. Sorry, Bob. Sorry, we're not all motorboat exports experts like you, my friend. All right. You know, what? Zoom call Bob right now. I want to see his motorboat live on the show. Um, I don't think. He has don't bring Bob on this. Do, do not bring Bob on the show. We're, you want to get canceled? Bring Bob <laughs> on the show. The last bit of uh, NBA news I had written down here, too. Like I said, I was just kind of scavenging for some news. Uh, the 76ers did, in fact, match the Jazz offer sheet for Paul Reed. So he will be staying with the Utah Jazz. No. Did they match? No. Sorry, uh, with the uh, sorry 76ers. Did they match um, Tybel's, uh, Matisse Tybel's, uh offer sheet? The, the Zach Rhodes. The last name is Rhodes now. The only time my last name be Rhodes is if I was married to Lana Rhodes, and if that did end up happening, I would be so fucking excited for it. I would take her last name. <laughs> Bloof, dude, no smoking in chat, dude. Ro, ro, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce that as Roden. Yeah, Bob, I don't know what the fuck kind of German rendition you just made of my last name there, dude, but it is now Roden. Uh, Matisse Thibel is with the Trailblazers because he was part of a trade that sent. Oh shit! Yeah, you're so right. Yep, yep, you are correct. Yeah, I forget what they got in return, but I know that he is a Trailblazer. Um, but let's talk about the Celtics. I'm sure you didn't notch this down, or maybe forgot, but I didn't. Mm. Good times. Grant, you with Ploof joining. Grant Williams 
traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, we had that last episode, I think. Was it? Because I, I, yeah. I thought it happened last episode. Oh, we can go over it again. No, because you might be right, but I don't think there was. I know the Mavs, prior to Grant, brought in another defensive guy. I just can't remember who. I don't remember. But, I'm getting uh, a phone call here. That's life. That's I'm it. answer it live on the podcast. Oh, no. Yeah, I think he realized I'm doing the podcast. So he, he, my buddy wants me to come over and watch the home run derby. I might go over for a beer or two, see what happens. Or 12. No, I only got uh, I only got a couple left after this one. We didn't we didn't see Kev in the chat today. I'm a little sad. No, I'll have to give him a little message. I don't think Kev has been the last couple weeks. He hasn't seen my new fucking webcam setup, guys. But in the chat here, how much better does this look, right? I mean, it looks a lot better. This webcam is clearer. I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm gonna look at that. Just to turn the light off. A little bit of light. It's clear for the queer. A little bit of more light. Dude, you cannot call me a queer, man. You fucking gay boy. Excuse me, folks. I am a happy man. Thank you. Well, I, I think, think that's it. I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, there's nothing really else to go through. You're still I mean, as ugly as still... Alec Manoa. Wow. You know, yeah, get me out of this podcast before I fucking just flame your father. I, I you will do that. Fucking, you smoking a stogie later or something, dude? Me? No, nah, yeah. I got some, like, I got some, like, cards, cigars, but. Uh... Smoking some pure cubies? Actually, no, we can't get Cuban cigars here in America. Yeah, they're illegal. Correct. You guys are allowed to go to Cuba now, though, aren't you? Nope. I think you are. No, we're not. I do, uh, I do have this, though. Dude, that thing is, you're going to shove that in your ass before you smoke it. I can guarantee that thing is massive. My brother got me this when he went to uh, Puerto Rico, so I'm very excited to uh, indulge in this. You should light it up right now in your grandparents' house. If my own grandmother smokes cigarettes outside and never inside, and I decide in their household to smoke a cigar inside of their house, don't you think my ass would be on that wall instead of that lady or manly golf picture? Dude, I'll smoke this fucking cigarette inside right now. I swear to God, I'll do it. Smokes, you're disgusting. You smoke cigarettes? Yeah, when I drink sometimes. I'm Canadian, man. That's It's something that Canadians do. Did you hear that car pass by? I think I did hear that car. I think next episode, that I'm going to do the entire episode with a cigarette in my mouth. That's disgusting. You ready for this? Don't do not do it. Ugh. Ugh. All right, folks, we got to go before Zach like, takes off his shirt and starts rubbing his nipples or something. Uh, as pertains to the NFL, there's still no NFL. We're still waiting on D-Hop. We're still waiting on Dalvin Cook to see what these guys do. But until then... It's Rule 76. No excuses. Play like a champion. It's Robbie. It's Zach. It's the Sports Game. Zach, send us off. Ladies and gentlemen, we thought you'd give you guys a little bit of a shorter episode tonight after having to listen to us talk for like two and a half fucking hours last Monday. Uh, guys, like I say every week, we always have to thank you for your continued support and dedication to all the fans that watch this show live on Twitch, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Prime, or wherever the fuck you listen to your podcast, folks. And guys, there's only one thing left to say. Stay sexy, Sports Cave. <laughs>